Freedom Guns is your local gun store for the Rockledge Cocoa area in Brevard County, Florida. Stop in and meet Mike and the gang and see the great deals they have on long guns, handguns, accessories, ammunition, AR build kits, and Liberty safes that come with free delivery and installation. They're located at 1255 Florida Avenue, just north of Rockledge High School. For more information, check them out at freedom-guns.com. Tell them you heard about them on the Shooting Straight Radio podcast. The Shooting Straight Radio podcast is proudly sponsored in part by The Gun Site in Merritt Island with a nine-lane, 25-yard indoor shooting range, handgun and machine gun rentals, a fully stocked gun store with plenty of long guns, handguns, ammunition, and accessories to choose from. They're your one-stop shop in Merritt Island for all things necessary to responsibly exercise your Second Amendment right. Check them out at gunsightrange.com or stop by in person at 125 South Banana River Drive. And make sure you tell them that you heard about the gun site on the Shooting Straight Radio Podcast. You heard the man, he said it twice. Let's go. We are locked and loaded on the Shooting Straight Radio podcast. This is all about firearms, the Second Amendment, and all things pertaining thereto. And you already know me. I am Royce, your host and Professor Emeritus of Second Amendment Studies, pouring it to you from both barrels with 100% felt recoil and no suppressor, baby. Got a great guest in the studio, a regular guest, and you already know him, and you will go, oh yeah, I know that guy, as soon as I reintroduce him to you. I want to remind you, you can catch Rocker in the Redneck and Voice of the Blue podcast on your favorite podcast platform, and you just heard me reference uh, Rocker in the Redneck, and it just so happens that the Rocker is in the studio here with me today, Rockin' Rod Row. How are you, brother? Besides a little bit uh, pissed? A little? A freaking little? Do you realize were it not for the fact that you have advertisers that pay you and I really like your parents, that if this went out over open airways, 
there would be five commas on the fine we could accumulate if I spoke what I really feel. <laughs> oh, we're not FCC, FCC governed. I'm tripping over my tongue already. Coffee yeah, but, hasn't kicked in. But we're I not like a, your. I, but, yeah, parents do listen to it, and I, I don't like F-bombs on the program. It just, uh, to me, it's unprofessional, even though I have really, really had to bite through my tongue to keep from dropping a couple myself on occasion. But uh, You've known me for a long time. Yes, sir, I have. You sponsored this program as Sigerman for, since, since 2014. And, uh, oh, shit. Yes, yeah, since 2014, and... Uh, he is no longer a sponsor of the program, and we're going to be talking about why. And it has nothing to do with any personal animosity between he and I. Uh, we have had disagreements before, but we get those hashed out. Yeah, it's called uh, being an adult. Being, in, being an adult. There you go. But the reason Rod is no longer a sponsor of the Shooting Straight Radio podcast. That's not accurate. Rod oh, is. Oh. Rod will contribute money to this broadcast, whatever the hell you call it. <laughs> Because I think it's, it's a podcast. You almost called it a broadcast. Well, I don't know, man. <laughs> I guess it is. Dude, you asked how I was doing. I told you I was pissed. This is what you get. <laughs> Privately, I, I will. It's just that I surrendered my license for FFL, which was associated with Sigerman. Now, I did not close the company okay, because it's an LLC, and I don't have to. I'm just not allowed to sell firearms through it anymore. Mm-hmm. It gets real sideways, Yeah, and I'll get into that in a little bit. Well, if you have an urge to go bake a cake or something, bro, now would be a really good time to do go it. Go bake a cake and come back Because I can probably ranting. totally hijack your show for the better part of 45 minutes. <laughs> oh, well, Lord. We're gonna, this, this podcast is going to go as long as is necessary. And uh, once we're done beating the horse and it is uh, sufficiently deceased, uh, we'll stop beating it. But in the meantime, uh, the ATF, uh, you already know this about me and I know this about you, the ATF is... Uh, not one of our favorite organizations. I regularly excoriate them here on this program. Anybody that's ever listened to this program has heard me. Uh, I despise them with every fiber of my being. You've heard me say before, yes, I had some of y'all, oh, there's some good agents, and my response is bull fertilizer. If they're good people, they should not be part of that agency. It is actually, to me, nothing more than a criminal organization. The, the, actually, I think you could probably prob- probably... Charge them with RICO statutes yeah, for everything that they have done. They have a long history of criminality. They have a long history of uh, terrorizing innocent Americans. They have a long history of murdering innocent Americans, going all the way back to the days of Prohibition where they killed over 10,000 Americans with poisoned alcohol that they put into the underground stash. They knew people would drink it. They knew people would die. Unfortunately, uh, they have hijacked, the federal government hijacked control over the uh, the industry. No, they did they, not. No. The federal government uses them. The federal government had it from the beginning. Well, no, wait. In 1934, that's how they hijacked the That's how they wrestled control over the industry. I, I promise you. They did it by passing that illegal law, the National Firearms mm-hmm. Act. And by the way, go back several episodes. I do two episodes about the illegality of the National Firearms Act and all of the skullduggery that was afoot in there. Uh, the... the, the I'm not even going to rehash it right now because we're here to talk about you. You are no longer licensed, and it is because of the Alpha Tango Foxtrot. I have another. Um, uh, Do you have any idea <laughs> how hard it is right now for me to keep 
You and I have known each other a long time. Mm-hmm. A lot of people listen to me talking to like, like my granddaughter once went to my daughter, grandpa's got a potty mouth. <laughs> <laughs> she was like 10 or 9 when she said it. It's like, it really resonated for about 20 seconds. The way I speak normally is not accepted in proper circles. I don't mean anything by it. It's just how I speak. It's your vocabulary. It's that how I grew up over the over the years. Yeah, it's and you know it, and nobody that knows me really pays a lot of attention to it. Other than, are there other words for that? Yeah, but I'm trying to keep it clean. Yeah, like really, you just called them that, and you're keeping it clean. So trust me. So you were finally audited. By, after 11 after years. After 11 years. 11 freaking years. Right. And, 11. And then the, the edict has gone out from the autopated fraudulent one up there at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. And actually, the order came through him from Barack Obama. And um, it was passed down to the equally criminal Merrick Garland. And the edict went forth to all the agents that any clerical error on forms was a was grounds for a revocation of license, um, clerical errors. Right, that means like not dotting an I. Right, not dotting an I or not crossing a T or not checking a box. Uh-huh. Uh, those are all things that they say, those are willful violations now. And I know I've covered this before, but now you're actually talking to somebody who has been harmed by this crap. Right, they have put in, fla- in effect reading into what they thought was my intent. Oh, yes. Well, now, when we get to, right like, to let's get you. to arm braces. I mean, there you go with intent. Mm-hmm. Because this is, I'm going to be all over the place, dude. I apologize to that for the listeners. You might want to get a notepad. I'll try to keep us focused. Or a drink. <laughs> um, and I'm not talking about the beverage of, you know, that you would give your kids. Well, that might in West Virginia, but, you know. <laughs> Love you, Bill uh, Mick. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> it is, in dealing with, the agency, through the agent I dealt with. That agent's title is compliance officer. I hate the word. Okay, you've lost me already. Yes. Compliance? I have to comply? What is this crap? Well, I found out. Yeah, that's the word of totalitarians. Yes, it is. Comply with our will or we will hurt you. And they make no bones. None. There is no hesitation in explaining to you the various forms of, shall we say, punishment Mm -hmm. that are available to them to inflict upon me. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to use me on this, although it applies to everybody and that has an FFL. Right. The, well, you know, if if you did this so many times, we think you're actually, you know, I I think you're illegally trans, you know, you're, you're running guns. You're trafficking. That's the word. Thank you. You're trafficking. Mm-hmm. Well, why would you think that? Well, because of this, this, and this. Well, you know damn well it's not true. You spent, what, five months with me. You know that's not the case. Yeah, but that's what it looks like. And, you know, the bottom line still is, you know, you made all these mistakes. Now, I want to backtrack one second. I made a lot of clerical mistakes and other things. A lot of FFLs do. Yes. I'm. It was somewhat a monumental scale because each form can be violated on each line. There's like, what, 30 lines we got to fill out. Mm-hmm. Now, the kicker on this is I never hung them up on a trace. It never went more than 24 hours. On my multiple forms, not all of them. There was a few that were missing. They were there. The 3310 forms? Yes. Yeah. 
I have some customers that would wait a month before picking up a dozen handguns. Mm-hmm. Now, in my world as Rod, it's nobody's effing business what they bought. That being said, 11 years ago, I filled out paperwork and sent a check and my fingerprints and my DNA and everything else those SOPs needed to acquire a license that required me to do certain things. That was a free and conscious choice. It wasn't a real good one. You put, and that, you was done, some, that was done somewhat under duress. Um, when it all started, they insinuated that I was acting as a dealer and because of that, I should get a license. Well, if you read everything involved, and we're going to come back to this, because now that I don't have a license, I go under a different set of rules again because I'm just Joe Citizen, mm-hmm. who has a target on his back because I had an FFL, and from on high has come the order, if you were an FFL, and we suspect you of being a dealer or acting in the way of a dealer, you're going to get special treatment and prosecution. Mm-hmm. But I'm getting ahead of myself. I took on the job. They accused me of, they didn't accuse me because accusations are different. They recommended that I get a license. I went, okay, I got it. I didn't think much about it. Shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. Hindsight being what it is, I shouldn't have done it. It, it was, my quote unquote business plan was never going to make enough money to make money money. Mm-hmm. Would it lower my taxes because of things I could write off? Yeah, without a doubt. So would a lot of other businesses. <laughs> I just enjoyed guns. Um, as I advertised for years with Sigerman, tell me what you want. I'll go try to find it. I was pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was quite you definitely talented. Were. I sent people to you a lot of times because you had a knack for finding yeah. difficult-to-find weapons. Right, yeah. I need a three-inch model 66. Mm-hmm. Well, they only made four of them. Give me an hour. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I should have stayed in that lane. I should never have gotten into new guns. The collectible stuff that I've been doing on my own for a couple of decades was really more my wheelhouse. I should never have tried to make this into something it was never going to be, which is a viable, functioning, money-making operation. Mm-hmm. The I've talked to three different people that have come to me that are looking to open their FF, you know, to get an FFL and do gunches. I'm like, it's the worst business model ever. But you can't do it. You can't do it. The average markup is 6%. Yeah, for new you guns, Stop and yeah. think about this. I said, you've got people, when I knew I was getting out, I was offering, because I no longer have to worry about map pricing, which is minimum advertised pricing for those that don't know. Glock, Smith, a few other companies have it. You get caught going below that number, they will refuse to sell you anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm of the opinion of, who cares? (laughs) I'm not not going to be buying more of their product anyway. Knock yourselves out. I was selling some stuff for $15. I was selling Glocks, new Glocks. For $15 over cost. Yeah, you can't make money doing that, brother. Oh, worse than that, I couldn't sell them because somebody would undercut me. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at this going, you got to be me. Mm-hmm. Who is doing this and why? How desperate is the industry? That's what got to me. Inside of those buildings where I did gun shows, how desperate were these other people to generate cash flow that they would sell them for cost? 
So just shit and giggles one time, I put them out under cost. Under. Mm-hmm. And I got undercut. I kid you not. I said, <laughs> I, called, I called shenanigans on a guy. He goes, here's the receipt. You got to be kidding me. He paid cost for the gun, and they ate the credit card fee, and they split the sales tax with him. Oh, well, and I'm just like, to beat your price, just to get yeah. the sale. It's a cutthroat business. It's beyond cutthroat. It's stupid. Mm-hmm. It's truly stupid. In that regard, what they're doing, meaning the FFL, they're going to drive up prices <laughs> for people that you know know how the business works a little bit. They're going to be like, why should I go to Academy or Bass Pro or one of these other large places? Feel free to edit that out if you'd like, because um, they ain't paying you for me to mention them. And I'm sure they ain't paying you. Nah. But that's, I think, through all of this, that's what they want. They want there to be, them being the ATF, maybe three or four places where everybody has to go to get their stuff. Exactly. Because those huge companies, because of the dollar volume involved and the lack of pressure that would be put on them because they're part of it, the compliance aspect will not be, 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 be beat over their head so hard. You've also got a situation with most of those monster companies. Everything's done electronically. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, I let me say one that one more time. Yeah, I work for one of them. Everything is done electronically. Yeah, electronics are easily hacked. Now, you know this. Most people don't. I'm mildly dyslexic. Mm. The NSA, through spell check, fixes my emails all the time. You, know, you spelled this wrong, that wrong, the other thing wrong. Okay, that's a joke, I think. After dealing with the government for, it started in November and I hung it up in April. What they are capable of, their complete lack of morals, oh, yes. of consciousness, mm-hmm. of decency, the hubris that they operate under, the infallibility they believe they have. They know damn well they don't have to be accountable for nothing. Oh, exactly. That's they why can, they can kill Americans and run guns into Mexico and everything. But, oh, they will come to you over clerical errors and take your freaking license, won't they? Oh, hell yeah. Now yeah. it gets even better, bro. All right. You're having a conversation with like you and me. They tell you up front, if you are anything other than truthful with a federal agent, you have committed perjury. On a federal level. That's one of their opening lines. So basically, they're looking at you and going, I, I, you guys can figure out the word that I want to use, but I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. You're screwed. Yeah. Well, you know what? And I was- they tell you this up front. They tell you this up front. Do you have any idea how frustrating that is as a free American? Yes. Well, you know what? Here's where, here's where I would, uh, here's where my roistness would probably get me in trouble. I would look that agent in the eye and tell them flat out, you tell me one lie and I'll whip your ass. How about that? If we're gonna do if we're gonna play this, if you lie to me, you know, you're in trouble game. How about if you if you tell me a lie, I have the right to beat you from one end of this freaking place to the other. How about that? You're more than free to think that, but it's not true. No, I know so, it's not true. No, 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 this is saying. the reply. Yeah. So knock yourself out. Oh, that's what they was I'm say? getting paid regardless. No. Oh. You know, every two weeks, money's going to show up in my bank account, regardless of what happens, yes. regardless of what I do. Regardless I, of how bad I screw you over right now, how bad I, you know, bully you and intimidate you and force you to comply with an illegal law, uh, yeah, no matter what But, you, you know, do. if you hadn't made those mistakes, 
we wouldn't be having this conversation. I wouldn't be checking off things on a form and accumulating a file of all the violations that you have. Mm -hmm. You did it wrong, so you brought this on yourself. So how do you, wait. No, this is their thinking, bro. I know. I know. Here's, here's what ticks me off. The irony of them saying this to you when they ran guns into Mexico, thousands of guns uh -huh. into Mexico that are still being used by evil cartel people to slaughter innocent people, and maybe some not-so-innocent people too, other cartel members, whatever the case may be. They are the ones that fueled the violence down there, and they're going to stand there awash in sanctimony looking at some some uh, small gun dealer who makes it made his living off gun shows and things like that and tell you, um, if you lie to us, you're in trouble. If you don't check every box, you're in trouble. If you mess up clerically, you're in trouble, mister. We'll charge you with gun trafficking. That infuriates me to the point where i got to be careful how I word this. Or it's it can beyond be, It can bullying. be construed as a, as a threat. But Oh, I took it totally as a threat. Uh, fr frankly, I'm, I'm talking about what I'm about to say. Um, I, I would have zero trouble with hundreds and hundreds and thousands of federal agents, especially from the ATF, being arrested, tried, convicted, and publicly hanged. To me, that would be a good start to fixing this country. When the government is so stinking big that it can ruin your life over a form that is not right, it can rob you of your business because you didn't put a, a, a you didn't cross the T, you didn't dot the I, you didn't check the box. Uh, that government is too big. This, this government has traded places now. It used to be the people watched the government and actually governed the governors, you know, but now we've let them through our our own compliance with illegal laws. We have given them too much power, and now you are reaping that, unfortunately, here. Not just you, but there's been other mom-and-pop gun stores that have been shut down literally over two or three forms that had a minor clerical error on them. Happened over in Sarasota, as a matter of fact. Yeah, this and, is what they're doing now, and they get their orders from on high. Yes, all the way up from to the From the guy who said the F-15 remark. Oh, the one to threaten Americans with F-15s? Yeah, what are they going to fight us back with? Mm -hmm. They don't have F-15s. You want to send F-15s after us? Help yourself. I'm looking at that going, so you just said you got no problem killing American citizens. Well, they don't. They have zero problem killing American citizens, Rod. And, and they'll use their agencies true. to do it. Yes. Then it was, I'm a smart-ass punk. I enjoy irony, making fun of things, etc., it ain't funny till somebody loses an eye. Guess what, bro? They want to blind us all. Mm. They don't care if it's with a BB gun, a stiletto, a needle, a hand grenade. The feds have reached a point of omnipotence, and they're getting away with it. That's a good word, and let's chew on that word while we take a brief commercial break here on the Shooting Straight Radio podcast. And we'll be back in just a couple of minutes to talk about the word omnipotent because that is a very interesting word, Rod. And it, uh, it takes me to a conclusion that I have voiced before about what the government really wants to be for you. And totalit all totalitarians, 
all dictators all down through history have, well, we'll just talk about that when we come right back. Don't go anywhere. The American Police Hall of Fame. We're the keepers of the history of individual law enforcement officers. We are a facility that honors the fallen and supports their families. We are a training facility that teaches civilians how to be their own first responder. We are a great place to visit and learn. Go to aphf.org to find out more. Sicario's Gun Shop. Buy, sell, or trade firearms. Purchase Class 3 NFA items. Custom builds, gunsmithing, and cleaning. Liberty Gun Safes. Sicario's Gun Shop fully supports our military and law enforcement. Visit online at sicariosgunshop.com or in person at 5325 North Wickham Road, Suite 105 in Melbourne, Florida. Sicario's, where you come first for your second. And here we go again. We are back with Rockin' Rod Rao here in the Shooting Straight Radio studio in Titusville, Florida. We're talking about our favorite federal organization known as the Alpha Tango Foxtrot. Uh, just for the record, in case none of you didn't know, or maybe you're new to the program, uh, the ATF is the rectum of all federal agencies. It is a vile, despicable agency. They are a criminal organization. They regularly commit murder, theft, and other, you know, and gun trafficking and things like that. But they uh, are in control. They control the gun industry, essentially. And I'm sick to death of giving them any power. I'm sick to death of giving them any compliance. They are a worthless bunch of scumbags as far as I'm concerned. There is no such thing as a good ATF agent. The only good ATF agent would be the one walking out the door after surrendering his badge and saying, I resign because I can't work for this crap hole anymore. And carrying a crap load of files. Yes, a bunch of proof of the bullshit that goes on there. And stand in front and get a platform. Yes. And look into a camera that's going to broadcast this all over the world and go, this is what we do. Yes. They, this is what we do. This is what's actually happening. Well, you know what Y'all else? think them rednecks and conservatives and crazy sons of bitches were out there making this shit up? <laughs> they stopped short. You have no idea the reach we have. Well, don't Imagine we. us being, a, we are a tapeworm. That's what we are. We are a tapeworm. That's what the ATF, it's, it's a freaking tapeworm. A, a parasite, absolutely. It is an absolute parasite, and mm-hmm. you can't get rid of it. Yep. Oh, so we, before the break, used the word omnipotent. Yes, I and did. And that was an interesting word because I said oh, several years ago that the government doesn't want to be your big brother. They don't even want to be your daddy. Government wants to be your God. And that is that seems to be a sickness that afflicts a lot of people in high places. It afflicted several Caesars like Caligula and others who fancied themselves to be divine because they had way too much power and it went right to their head. Well, that's the government today. People think that you can laugh at this all you want, but it's true. They have a divinity complex. Why else do they want to be omniscient and omnipresent? They want to know everything about you. They want to be in every facet of your life. They will invade your computer at home. They will invade your phone. They And they do so... On based on what? What do you mean they but will? They, they do. do it. That, no, that's what this I'm talking about. This is common about. operating standard for them. Well, I, this is what they I'm talking just, about. It ain't until they get, and here's a pisser. They get revealed. I don't care. 
They're never so what accountable. Are you do about it. Yeah, they're never held accountable. And this is where the people need to stand up. Only the people can hold them accountable because the government's yeah. never going to hold itself accountable. Yeah, why would they give up? <laughs> they're not going to turn on themselves. No, not unless, of Regardless course. Regardless of Stackhouse's theorem <laughs> that liberals eat their own, in this case, he's wrong. Well, they'll, they'll circle They the will, but the, the, what's, what they eat, what they digest up and comes up next mm-hmm. is going to be worse. Well, see, here's the thing. The ATF is an arm of the government's power. They'll never disband it. I know there's been calls to defund the ATF and the, and the FBI, and I think that'd be a great idea and a good start. But there needs to be some people punished, sent to prison for life, life at hard labor at a minimum, or flat out executed. And I'm not talking about a ju- you know extrajudicial execution and I hunt them down. And I'm talking about going through the system, going through the process. Mm-hmm. If they were literally arrested, tried, convicted, and hanged by their neck until they were dead, this crap would stop. That, that they don't fear us. They no, want they us don't. to fear them. That's a really good they, way of putting it. They, they do not fear us. They should fear us because, for one thing, we are very patient people, and you should beware the fury of patient men. Because once they become infuriated and enraged, the only thing that will placate them is blood. Now, this is not a call to commit violence, people, and to my handlers in the FBI and the NSA and the CIA and the ATF, go pound sand. I know you thought you had a little chance there to find something on Royce and accuse me of inciting violence, but you guys are the ones that incite the violence, not us. So nice try. Um, this is this is the crap they do. They don't fear us. No. They need to fear us. One thing they do, they do. The one thing they are concerned with is that there's a lot of us with a lot of guns. And that's the only thing I think that has kept them totally in check and from running roughshod completely over all of us. They run the gun industry illegally, and they hurt people like you. And even our friend Anthony in Melbourne, they almost did him a really bad turn. Actually, they did damage him a little yeah, bit, too. Yeah, they did. This, this, I'm, I'm going to have him on the program to talk about what happened to him, too. He had to get hold of... Uh, Bill Posey's office, and and Posey had to get a hold of the people at the ATF and tell them flat out, "You fix this thing." Yeah. And they deprived the man of his income. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Granted, they. Okay. There's. Uh, I know. There's a couple boy. of ways you can lose. There's a couple of ways to get out of an FFL. One of them is they can revoke it. Now, if you were to take a little look at the percentage increase of revocations. Under the Biden administration? 500%. That's right. And here's the kicker on it. I brought that up when I was going through my surrender process. And it, that, that's a false number. I said, it doesn't matter what the raw number is. It's the percentage. Yeah, they're up five and a half times. Okay, so 44 people. You know, it, you have to apply it to the, to the number it applied to. It's such a small group. But they're stone-cold revocations. And this is stuff that would have gotten a slap on the wrist before. Mm -hmm. Now, you can have it revoked. You can surrender it in lieu of revocation. Now, if you do either one of those two, you will never be able to get a license again. Or I could straight up surrender it. I straight up surrendered it. You know my love of irony. Oh, yes. As they're done, it's, you know, if you wanted to submit a new business plan, and take another shot at this, and get your license again come the first of the year, let me know, because I would be okay with that and would endorse that. 
And I just looked at the dude and went, <laughs> don't worry. Don't take it personal. I never want to see you or anyone from your agency ever again for the rest of my life. Mm. I don't even want to see you on TV if you pull another Waco day. Because, boy, you want to piss them off? Bring up how they do in gunfights. Oh, I'm, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, <laughs> and the kicker is, and this sucks, Royce. I watched the opening salvos of Waco. Mm-hmm. You, their agents were getting shot because of how poorly they were trained and what a shitty attack they did. Well, they, and I'm like, what do you guys expect? Yeah. What do you expect? One of the great quotes I ever saw was from a British pilot that got captured in Iraq. They beat the hell out of him. Mm-hmm. He talked to the interviewer. He says, what do you expect them to do? I'm <laughs> yep. at 10,000 feet dropping bombs on their houses. What do you expect them to do? <laughs> what do you expect? And it, it, it's such a really... It's such a telling statement. I did not understand how morally corrupt the entire agency is. Mm -hmm. I did not understand the invulnerability that the people that work there seem to have. They operate like Nobody can do anything to us, and everything we're doing is your own fault. Huh? I thought you were... The guy, when I first met him, he goes, you're going to probably laugh at this because I kind of know who you are, but I'm with the government, and I'm here to help you. I said, no. I said, the government has never helped me. I said, the government hasn't helped me after hurricanes. The government has never helped me in any way, shape, or form. And this agency, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, is not my friend. I said, I'm really curious. What the hell do you guys, what, what's your mission statement? Why do you exist? What do you do? To enforce Tell the me, NFA, to enforce an illegal law. It's even worse than that, Royce. Mm-hmm. He says, our job and what we do is to keep track and have the ability to track any firearm that was bought and sold in the United States. I said, so in other words, your whole existence is based off of those trace requests I get. That's the only reason you exist. Mm. If that's the case, why the hell are you here? Every time you've called and asked, I've provided the information. Yeah, you guys didn't track Every freaking time. <laughs> I said, now, did Eric Holder present his paperwork? What are you talking about? I said, I'm talking about Fast and Furious. Well, you know, I said, yeah, I do. And so why don't we just leave that one alone for now? No, I wouldn't leave it alone. Well, here's the thing, Royce. And this, you know me. A few people out there in this audience know me. I don't like being told what to do. Nobody does. I don't like being bullied. Oh, amen. I do not like being forced to do things I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. I do not like having to surrender, which is what I did with my license. I gave it to them. I willfully said, here, take it. I'm done. I'm finished. I don't like having to admit that they won. I couldn't fight them. They make it totally clear. Sure, go ahead and fight it. If you go from surrendering it to I'm going to revoke it, 
the Department of Justice and the attorneys that work for them who have got a real complex about never losing. Mm-hmm. And if you take a look into it, it's true. Everybody's like, why do so many people plead out in federal court? Because you can't win. By the time you get there, you're done. Mm-hmm. Everything they, they destroy ha- you with process. Right, they destroy you with process. They will bankrupt you. They will just make your life miserable. They will talk to your family and friends. And in doing so, I'm not saying it's an overt threat, but they're letting them in on the fact that, hey, we can come after you too if you feel like it. Oh, yes, they absolutely will. And we will come after your family and your friends if you don't do what we want you to do. Mm -hmm. And they don't mind. They're, They're morally bankrupt. I grew up in Miami in the 70s and 80s. Esmeralda Blanco was one of the most, you know who she is? Was she a big... Uh, yeah, she was the a, Black Widow. Yeah. She killed everything. Yeah. Um, she, was, she was a drug dealer. Yeah, she cocaine yeah. dealer. Cocaine, yeah. She killed anybody for anything. Mm-hmm. There was no doubt that if you crossed her, you were done. Mm-hmm. Your dog was done. Your family was done. I think she tips, in my opinion, from the grave... She tips their hat to the power they can exude. She is the model for how to go about things. They just do it financially. Mm -hmm. Who's got the money to fight them? Nobody. Nobody. I I am firmly convinced that is why I have never won a lottery. Because, you know, we all joke about it. Yeah, I just go waste it on cars to open, you know, whatever. Nope. I'd go find three attorneys, and it's like we're going after these bastards. Mm Mm-hmm. And they would come back at me and go after every member of my family through whatever agency of the government they chose to do it through. Yep. The power they have and are not afraid to wield is truly horrifying because they believe they are omnipotent. They can do whatever they want. There is no recourse against them. Mm-hmm. They wield that power, both economic and freedom, so freely and easily, it doesn't phase them. It means nothing to them. They are the rulers and the rule makers and the rule enforcers, and you are subjects, and you are subject to whatever they want to do. Mm-hmm. They actually believe this. Now stop and listen to me for a second. They truly believe this. In my wildest dreams, I would not have believed the depth of the depravity of a government agency ran this deep. Mm-hmm. A buddy of mine knew, you know, knew that I was sharing my license, and, and he asked me, he says, you still got a podcast or access to one? I said, yeah. He says, do they understand the concept of releasing the Kraken? <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, look, here's the deal, dude. I have to be so careful what I say. You can't imagine it. Mm. Because they're there poised, waiting for me to do something wrong. Can I get into how my life has changed now that I'm a, not a dealer yeah. anymore? First, I just want to make a quick point. Go ahead, please. The federal government and their agencies are the quintessential abusers. They really are. Well, you made me hurt you. Yeah, they're abusers. Yeah, exactly. 
Well, if you hadn't done that, I wouldn't have had to do what I did to you. You deserved it. You brought it on yourself because you broke my rules. That's the same mm-hmm. thing abusers do. They've got an ever-fluctuating standard of rules. Uh, they're very vague, just like uh, most of the, uh, the NFA and the ATF's you know, guidelines and everything like that. And they're worded intentionally. Uh, to always come down in the agency's favor and always against you. And it's the same, that's, that's, that's what abusers do. They set a list of standards and rules that they will change at a moment's notice if it will give them the edge over you. And that is the ATF. That's the FBI, for that matter. It's basically the Department of Justice. Yes, so-called. This is... But it's not really justice, but we'll just leave it. No, that. but that's a, it's a nice acronym, DOJ. Mm. It, it's rough. Now, here's the kicker. One of them. When I surrendered my license, I have a personal gun collection. I also had an inventory of new weapons that belonged to the LLC. And I also had a large number of pre-owned weapons that belong to the LLC. Mm-hmm. So I asked them, what am I supposed to do with this? Well, what we would like you to do, I said, is this a law? Is this a requirement? No, but this is what we'd like to see you do. Consign them to another FFL for disposal. I said, so in other words, give this, sign this stuff over to another FFL and be lucky to only lose X amount of money on them? Well, yeah, that would be one. He says, look, you know, you're, you, you know how to use gun broker. Just transfer them through gun, you know, make a sale on gun broker or other platforms where you can dispose of things. They have to get transferred through an FFL. I said, yeah, so you guys can track it. I said, okay, I got that. I said, is that required by law? Well, you know, you do a lot of gun shows. Yes, I do. You do realize there's going to be a huge red flag on you mm-hmm. that our CIs and our undercovers will be keeping an eye on you. Now, at that line... What a threat. I don't know what the term stronger than a threat is, but that's exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. It's not even fair warning. It's like, if you screw up in our world, if you act like a gun dealer in any way, shape, or form through anybody's interpretation, you're going to federal prison. For what charge? By acting like a gun dealer without a license. And I knew better because I had had one before. This is, um, look, this is their way of, of viewing things. I would like the audience to stop and think for a second what that feels like. Because it sucks. So you're under a, a, basically a perpetual investigation until you Yeah, this will never end until I'm dead. And, until your guns are gone or something. Until your no, until I'm dead. Yeah, probably, yeah. Because. I looked at him, I said, well, why don't you just let me keep the license, prohibit me from buying anything new or doing any more trades? If your whole thing is you want paperwork on everything, why don't you let me keep my license till it's all gone? No, we're not going to do that. You know, if for some reason, with the violations you have, we do not make a resolution of have you not be a licensed dealer anymore. Now, keep in mind, they could have gone the revocation route with me at any point in time during all this, and they didn't. That carries a little bit of weight with me. Yeah, they could have killed me. Instead, they crippled me. You know, I mean, you talk about the lesser of two evils and some of this stuff. It gets a little rough. But 
that's how it played out. So when I surrendered my license, I had a couple of witnesses come into the shop so they could hear every question I asked and the answers that were given because I flat out said, you know, as of me handing over the license, all those guns that are on the, in the A&D book have to be deed, meaning dis- disposed of. Mm-hmm. There's more than two handguns in there. So here's my 4473. Here's the fire hazard of every gun I just transferred into my name. The fire hazard? You mean the ream of paper? I don't think you're using the word boatload correctly by limiting it to ream. It was, I needed a new pen. Let's just leave it at that. I said, now these are my personal property now. Yes. I'm free to dispose of them any way I want to because I'm now a citizen. That's correct. Yeah, but you know, I said, yeah, I know what you want me to do, but you can't require me to do it. I said, and while we're on that subject, I've been doing this for 12 years, 13 years, 14 years, 15 years going to gun shows. There are people in those buildings every weekend who buy, sell, and trade new and used guns, which is coming in and going out, and you guys don't do shit. Reiterate. So let me reiterate something. You have just told me that I am now special because you're going to watch me like a hawk as I try to recoup some money out of a business that you shut down. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because I screwed up, we've mutually decided it's the best thing to do. Now, you've got all of these other people in a building. Of, hey, 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 hang on a minute, man. He says, I don't understand why all of you dealers aren't turning those people in. Turn them in for what? Selling their own firearms? No, for having them come in and go out. They, dude, there's people running unlicensed businesses. You and I both know it. Oh, of course. Who cares? In my world, I really don't care. So I said, so you want us to snitch those people out, basically. Yes, said, they want you for a you CI. You know me better. Mm-hmm. I ain't snitching on nobody. It's not in my DNA. You will never get that from me. But I got a question. If you've got the spare manpower to have CIs and undercovers watch me, and you've already told me you know who these people are, why don't you do anything about it? Good question. Why do you let it continue to happen? Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, y'all brag about that crap you pulled off over at the flea market. I said, go to any major gun show. Half to two-thirds of the people in there are selling weapons privately. I personally don't really have a problem with it. I really don't. I think they're totally within their rights to do it. Mm-hmm. Knock yourselves out. Do they cause me financial problems? Hell yeah. They can undercut me. There's no background check required. There's no sales tax involved. They don't have a business license. They don't have to have a, you know, blah, 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 blah. They have a financial advantage that won't quit. Plus, there's a lot of people that will not buy a gun from a dealer. They do not want the paperwork, and I do not argue with those people. Nope. And I'm going to tell you something. When I sell off the stuff that's in my inventory, I'm going to make them show me a driver's license. I'm going to write the number down. I want it concealed. I'm writing the number down. I'm writing their name down. You don't like it? Leave. This is my property. I can dispose of it and have whatever requirements I want. Mm-hmm. And I don't really give a flying in Philadelphia what you think about it. You don't like it? Don't do it. You're a free-ass adult. But don't even begin to lecture me about it. I have no time for that. 
Because I'm going to let you in on a little secret. You have the right to do what you want to do, and I have the right to do what I want to do. If they don't meet up and I don't get to take your money, you don't get a gun I got, so goes. Mm -hmm. Trust me, I can live without eating for probably the better part of six weeks. I'm not missing meals over this. You know, this is, this is, this is a different thing. It's beyond maddening the depth of hypocrisy that they operate under, and they don't care. Ask them, would you snitch on one of your fellow agents? Then why are you telling me I should snitch on one of my fellow citizens? That I should be an extension of you and your corrupt agency. And Mm -hmm. I love using that word around them. I have flat out called them to their face that you are corrupt. You are are a, a walking violation of constitutional propriety. And I've gone off on a couple of them, and and know, because of that, you're an enemy. You're an enemy of the United States. No, they are the enemies of the United States. No, that's what I'm saying. They oh, are to them. Oh yeah, okay. I thought you said the. Yeah, they may think that I am, and they want oh, yeah, to label me as a terrorist. They are the ones that are walking, talking enemies of the Constitution, and they're getting paid by mine and your tax dollars. We're paying them to. Wield their ungodly, unconstitutional power over us. We're paying them. That is one thing that ticks me off. Even where I work, people come in. So uh, what's it take to get a suppressor these days? I said, well, first you have to comply with an absolutely unconstitutional, illegal law that was crafted back in 1934. And I have this spiel, and some of them are police officers, and they're looking at me like, as he has, and it's also enforced by an unconstitutional agency that has no problem killing you over a quarter inch of steel. Uh, and they're look, they look at me like, <laughs> and suddenly they get real quiet. So I said, so yeah, if you, wanna, if you want to go ahead and comply with you know, an agency that loves to infringe your rights and you want to go ahead and put 200 bucks in their pocket and wait nine months to get their permission to own something that you were born with the right to have, go for it. And they look at, they look at me all the time like, Dang, dude, um, that's a little heavy. And I'll say, hey, is it true? And I'll ask him, do, do you believe that's true? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah, really. Is. And then I ask him, why are we complying with it then? We, we comply with it. We give them power through our compliance, and this is what ticks me off. I used to be a licensed dealer, too, back from 2010 to 2015. Um, I gave them power, and I'm mad at myself about that, Rod. I'm mad at really? myself. Really? You you want it? You really want it? <laughs> I know you are too. That, I took the mirrors out of my house. Because <laughs> you didn't want to look at I didn't want to look at myself. <laughs> it is uh. only a joke because I'm making it up, but it's how I felt. I am borderline ashamed of myself. Well. And that has led to anger on a level I haven't felt in a long, long time. And after what I did for my summer vacation last year, um, it's not real healthy for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a forced vacation. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, God saying, dude, you need to chill, quit smoking, and take a few pounds off. And I'm good with that. I'm okay with God doing it. Mm-hmm. I got a real problem with some jackass in D.C. deciding that they have the same amount of control over my life and in essence can probably carry out the same sentence if I don't comply with it mm-hmm. as the Almighty. I got a real problem with that. This is uh, this has been really hard on me, Royce. This is I believe it, brother. Well there's been a lot of sleepless nights 
I fear for my family and their safety and their security. You know, my kids, my grandkids, Mm -hmm. because these sons of bitches aren't above it. They're not above going after your family. I mean, they are, this is organized crime with an unlimited budget. That's exactly what it is. You know why they went so hard after the mafia? Because they had to remove the competition. Yeah, they had to knock them down. The government is the quintessential mafia. Everything they do is just like the mafia. They... The mafia would move into an area, and they would notify all the shopkeepers, hey, we're going to protect you. Protect me from what? Oh, in case someone throws a garbage can through your window, like right now. Tony, show him. Uh, (laughs) Boom, trash can through the front window. There, okay, you pay us this much percentage of your earnings every uh, every week or every month. Rocco's going to come by. You hand him a bag with the cash, and we'll take good care of you. You have a problem? You come see me. You have a failed health inspection on your kitchen? You come see me. Uh, you have some rabble rousers in your place, you come see me. Mm-hmm. Because now we're your business partners. Yeah. Now, let me, I'm going to give you a bold and glaring example of this. Okay, I, uh, as an employer, I employ myself for Royce Productions Incorporated. I pay myself a paycheck. And I have an account with the Florida Department of Revenue. Um, I wish I had brought it with me. Up in the corner, it says... Business partner number. Uh-huh. You, and they'll say, we are your business partners. You are. And I I went after some lady when I went down to the office to pay. And I said, what is this business partner number crap? Oh, well, we're your business partners. Really? Do you take the same risk that I take? Yeah. Did you put any money or capital into my business? Do you do anything to contribute to my business? No. Everything you do is designed to take from me. So please explain to me how you're my business partner. Don't ever talk to me with that mafioso language ever a freaking again. And they looked at me like, well, this guy's nuts. No, that pisses me off. Now, that's what the ATF was trying to do with you. Hey, I can tell you exactly why they consider themselves your business partner. They don't have the capability of collecting sales tax for every transaction. So they co-op you to do it for them. Exactly. That's their you're, idea of a, of a partnership. You're a de facto tax collector. We're going to sit back yes. here, smoke cigarettes, and drink coffee, and you're going to go out there and do all this shit for me. Yeah. One of the driving reasons why I gave him my ATF, I gave him my FFL license. By extension, I am an agent of the ATF. Yes. Every everybody that gets easily offended, cover your ears. F them. I will not be party to this in any way, shape, or form. I will not do it. I won't do it. Mm-hmm. It's like the self-checkout line at the grocery store. If you ain't giving me a discount, I don't work for you. Right. I see no reason for this. You're not paying me to check myself out. You're not paying me for yeah. it. Screw you. I'm not doing them. it. I don't use them. It is, when that really sank home to me, that they are using me uncompensated they're trading my. They're trading the privilege, in their eyes, of being able to deal in firearms. And what they're getting back out of it is, I'm running the record keeping for them. Yes, exactly. You're their business partner, Rod. I had to go through nine years worth of forms, correcting and perfecting them. Now. When that process first started, 
I was like, damn, it's going to take a while. And then it hit the point of, I wonder what would happen if I said no. Here's the books. Here's the paperwork. Here's my resignation. Here's my license. Knock yourselves out. Because of my moral code, I chose not to take that route. My wife, myself, and one of my friends spent untold hours going through form after form after form. If it had not gotten logged out, logging it out, finding out if it came in, where did it come from? Now here, this is fun. They have acquisition disposition. I sold gun X to you. On the acquisition page, it's a whatever, where did I get it? I don't remember. I don't know. Well, Rob, there can't be any blank lines in the book. Okay, but I don't remember. There can't be any blank lines in the book. And by the way, those are federal forms, which is federal perjury. You know that, right? So you can't just make it up. I said, so make sure I get yeah. this right. Every line has to be filled out. Mm -hmm. I'm not allowed to make it up or guess. Guessing if that's what you have to do, you have to do. But I can't just make it up. No. And if it's wrong, it's a felony. Yeah. Then I'm leaving the line blank. That's what I ended up doing. Good. I said, I can't, I can't do this. And the fact that you're telling me this has to be done, and if you don't, it's a problem, but if you do and you're not 100% correct and accurate, that's a felony, what am I supposed to do? So what is it you really expect me to do? Well, how else are we to trace it? Become a not confidential informant? That's what they expect you to do. That is exactly what I think they wanted. Absolutely. And the guy that did my audit, to his credit, about two hours into it, just chucked that idea out the window and told him up the food chain, this ain't happening. This one, no, this guy ain't going to do it. Good. Now, came to find out, a lot of retired military go to work for ATF. Now, my guy was a compliance officer. They also have the legal department and the enforcement people, et cetera. So compliance, they don't carry guns, which just happens to be something I've learned and figured I'd share with everybody. Lots of people that work for that agency are former military. I've worked with a lot of retired military. I have got an ungodly amount of respect for these cats. actually asked one of them, do you, in your oath, do you take an oath to uphold the Constitution and defend it against all enemies, foreign and domestic? Yes. Then how is it that you joined one? That would be my question. Crickets. Yeah. Well, I don't see that the same way you do. I am of the opinion, and this is my opinion, if you were military and you got an honorable discharge, you should be stripped of it. You should lose all your VA benefits. You should lose all your retirement. You should basically be dishonorably discharged. 
possible. I don't know how court martials work, but if it would cause you grief, you should have to go through that and lose everything that I'm sure you lose to lose by going through that. Kansas can use the labor. I think that's where Leavenworth is. It is at a certain point you get vengeful. Oh, I understand. When I was telling you, I'm looking at all of those forms, 11 years worth of them. And I did the right thing by doing them to the best of my ability all the way through. Part of me in the back of my mind is I should have just said, knock yourselves out and tripped walking out the door. Oh, sorry, now they're all mixed up. You're going to have to sort them out because you can't make me do it. Now, had I done that, they would have personally bankrupted me. Mm-hmm. I am they would have taken that as a criminal act of interference or oh, whatever, yeah. or They'll trying find to hide. To charge you with, They'll yeah. find something to charge me with. And again, going back to the fact that when you get charged by the federal government, everybody makes a deal. <laughs> I mean, ain't everybody John Gotti. Mm. You know, let's, let's cut the crap. That the, the feds hate to lose. They truly do. So I found myself in that position. Pissed off doesn't even come close. Anger is a start. Contempt. Oh, yeah. The word vile doesn't come close. This is... I've often wondered why normal people do incredible things in a bad way. What motivates somebody? What does it take to do to somebody? I'm starting to get the idea. Yeah. I'm starting to get the feeling. I'm not, it's not my thing. I'm going to leave it to the professionals. (laughs) (laughs) But there's no excuse for what Timothy McVeigh or whoever it was that carried out Oklahoma for what they did. I'm not saying I condone it because I don't. No one condones the random killing of children and innocent people. Mm Mm-hmm. That being said, I'm starting to get a grasp on, I've never been pushed around like this in my life. I've never had to, I'm not going to say sell out my morals, but it comes close to it. Mm -hmm. I've never had to walk away from a fight that I knew I was going to get my ass kicked but it was still the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I've had my ass kicked in lots of fights I've been in where I shouldn't have gotten in the fight, but damn it, I'm going to stand for this. Mm-hmm. It's not humbling, it's humiliating. Absolutely. And that's the point, I think, that they're trying to drive home. I understand, I understand why people lash out. I do. Uh-huh. Because I, I, have, I have been pushed to the point of frustration before uh, with... Um, well, in my younger, wilder yeah. days, uh, to where I came very close to killing another human being. I mean, mm-hmm. literally, I, I, the thought was in my head, this person needs to be taken off this. The only thing that stopped you was body disposal. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, that and a strong moral compass. Thank God, even back then I had one. But uh, At a certain point, though, when is taking somebody out the moral thing to do? Well, that's a good point. And you know it's, something? Let's, 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 <laughs> let's, let's wrap it up with this. I will say this. And I hope um, I hope I don't lose listeners over this. 
And uh, ATF, because I know you're listening and because I know the FBI is listening and I know that others uh, monitor this program regularly, and uh, I'm not going to tell you how I know, but believe me, I have absolute proof. Um, One of my favorite scenes was the initial gunfight at Waco when there was a ceasefire brokered between the Branch Davidians and the agents, and those agents walked around in that yard with their hands up, picking up their dead and wounded and the weapons that were on the ground. To me, I God forgive me, but that was a very satisfying scene for me to watch those guys get their butts handed to them in that initial firefight because they did. Mm-hmm. I want the ATF and the rest of America to understand those people, regardless of what their ideology was or what their religion was or whether they were a cult or not, doesn't matter. Dang, dude. They were, seizure, sorry. They, they were harming nobody. No. They had nothing that they had done. All their... Not even, I'm not even going to go into it all. Um, and they went in there like a bunch of stinking cowboys and gangsters and thought they were going to shoot the place up and walk away and that they would give Bill Clinton and Janet Reno the PR that they wanted and they got their butts handed to them. Guys, I want you to listen to me. If we ever decide we've had enough of your crap, just like those Davidians did, and we decide to come for you, that's exactly what it's going to be. It's up on a much more exponential scale. So I do believe that we as armed Americans are holding them in at that line, but I think they would step over that line in a heartbeat if they thought they could run roughshod over the entirety of it. They wouldn't even think twice they about it. They wouldn't even think twice, and they'd be nope. drinking a Coke and a smile and eating a moon pie while they did it. Yep. Look at what happened with the Bureau of Land Management out there. Yes. What stopped them? Glints off of scopes in the hills. Yes. I never, ever would have thought that I lived in such a corruptly governed society. Here in America. Until I, I read, what started me on all this was reading a book about Ruby Ridge. Mm-hmm. And all I could think was, you didn't have to do this. You didn't have to do this. But to them, they had to. They, okay, I'm going to go off the, the, there's a great statement called Around and Find Out. Hey, ATF, it comes both, cuts, it cuts both ways. That's what your view of the Branch Davidians was. You had them people totally isolated and under siege. You didn't have to do squat. Just sit back and wait them out. Weaver, where the hell was he going to go? No, you had to go out there and swing it around to show everybody how bad you were and that you could do whatever you want. And it didn't go real well. And you could shoot an unarmed woman holding her baby, shoot her in the face while she's standing in the door of her cabin. Mm-hmm. Whoa, you're such a man, Mr. Lon Horiuchi. Hmm. And you, there's a boy out there with his dog. Yeah, a 12-year-old. Was it 12 or 14? Yeah. Seen John Wick? And shot him in the back. Seen John Wick? Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Shot if you haven't, go see it. It starts out because they killed his dog. Yeah. Which is funny. In the third one, when they shoot Holly Berry's dog, and she just wipes everybody out, she looks at him and goes, he shot my dog. He goes, look, I get it. <laughs> One <laughs> of the funniest lines of me. But it's, it's, it's this type of thing, and it's going to start out like all major catastrophes do over something simple and stupid that was avoidable. 
Mm -hmm. It's avoidable. Get off your horse. Leave us the hell alone. You want to regulate? Stay in the background. It's easy. This isn't rocket science. Mm -hmm. The distribute the manufacturers and the distributors. You know where the the things went. They show up at a, you know, we need to find out where all these guns at, at crime scenes come from. Well, here's a thought for you. How about you find out what the parents of these low-life scumbag criminals are teaching these people? Do you see where a five-year-old bitch slapped a kindergarten teacher? Yeah, and, and five. What, what the schools are teaching them. I mean, Pete's it's... Sake. We, I don't want to get off on that. That's a, that's a freaking rabbit trail. Oh, I but, do for just one minute. I right, real quick, we gotta wrap it up. Okie doke. Okay. This whole book thing. There was a lady who read a passage from one of the books that she has a problem with. Mm-hmm. She changed the words. She's reading it to the school board to not be offensive. So she's talking about cats. Mm-hmm. Okay. How to take care of cats. Mm-hmm. What a cat wants. Mm-hmm. I'm watching it going, you know what? This is a school board. Read it verbatim. Absolutely. Let's see how they react to what they are saying your children should be able to read. Mm-hmm. Quit. Up to the point of quit backing down. I'm done. Yeah. I'm well, done. Quit sugarcoating this crap. Stop doing it. Stop it. One, one final analogy. Remember we referenced the abuser. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, like, let's reference a male who abuses his woman. And... Suddenly, she decides, yeah, I've had enough of this crap, and she buries a knife in his head mm-hmm. or in his neck and kills him dead. As far as I'm concerned, if she can establish and prove that she has been abused for years and years, I would never charge her. Because a lot of these women, they file these complaints, complaint after complaint, nothing's ever done. They finally have to defend themselves. This is the That is a microcosm of what's going on between the federal government, the ATF, and the people right now. Yeah. The people are going to get ticked off soon enough. And we already are. I, we, we all talk to the same people. Uh, they're talking about taking action. A lot of them are. And I tell them, no, don't ever be perceived as the aggressor. If they, if they bring the violence to you, okay, yeah, defend yourself. But uh, they need to understand this is happening. And you have it, you know it firsthand. It happened to you. Our buddy Anthony, it happened to him out of Counter-Strike Tactical. And there's been other places shut down by these people. They are the quintessential bully. I'm terribly ticked off that they've done this to a friend of mine. So... You and I are going to talk off mic about some solutions. And no, I'm not talking about final solutions. I'm talking about some things that can be done to uh, negate their power. And it's something I'm going to be talking to. Literally, I'm going to send a, a letter to every conservative governor in every conservative state and give them this idea about how to nullify their power. But... Brother, I appreciate you being part of the program today. It ran long, and I don't care. Uh, you needed to vent, and I wanted to hear it, and I'm sure the people did too. So uh, appreciate you being back on the program, brother. My pleasure, Business Bucket. Uh, all right. <laughs> that was supposed to come out Brother Biscuit. Brother Biscuit, okay. But uh, it didn't quite happen that <laughs> Royce, thank you. Um, the opportunity to get in front of your audience and give them a minor peek behind the curtain, as it were. Hopefully, a lot of things that you suspected have been clarified one way or the other. If not, 
sorry I didn't get to cover all of it. No, I know you didn't. I'm sure there was a lot more. But the, uh, the government is not my friend. I know it. Mm-hmm. I am. Nor will they ever be. Not not the feds. No, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think they ever will be. Royce. I don't trust mm-hmm. them. I haven't for a long, long time. This has reinforced it. One of the bigger things I've come to learn out of it. It's not guilt by association, which is what people that work for them, I've kind of viewed them as. No, you're just as guilty as they are. Mm -hmm. Because you willfully took this on, for whatever the reason is. There's there's some things I cannot wrap my head around. I won't ever be able to, and this is going to be one of them. I will go to my grave going, how could they do that? And I'm not talking about what they do to me. I'm talking about... How can you be party to this? Good question. But they are. They are. All right. We'll catch you on the next episode of Shooting Straight. Until then, you better stay in contact with your reps, and you better tell them to uh, sandbag the ATF and uh, keep your head on a swivel out there and keep a loaded firearm on your person at all times outside of your home and within reach inside your home. And never forget, incoming rounds always have the right of way. Royce and Rod, out of here. Second Amendment University, class dismissed.